0: You are listening to the Joyful Courage podcast, a place of inspiration and information for the parenting journey. I am your host, Casey O'Rody, positive discipline trainer coach and parent of two teens of my own i am honored to be a guide and fellow traveler on the path of more connected and thoughtful parenting i wanted to give you a heads up that coming june 25th we will begin the 2019 summer series a best of compilation of shows that focus on the tween and teen years as a parent of teens myself I am on a mission to fill what feels like a gap in the information for those of us who want to maintain a kind and firm relationship-based style of parenting as our kids go through their own developmental era of pulling away and figuring out who they are. This summer, while I take a break to prep a fantastic fall for you all, you will get to revisit some of my favorite conversations about what is turning out to be the most challenging and the most fun season of parenting yet. And don't forget, if you love what you are hearing here, please jump over to iTunes and leave a review. This is how more people discover the show and how we can work together to create a more connected and loving world, one family at a time. And now enjoy this episode hi podcast listeners welcome back to the show my guest today is Lahana Vigliano Lahana is a certified clinical nutritionist and CEO of thrival nutrition she has her bachelor's degree in nutrition science and currently is pursuing her master's degree in nutrition science Lahana and her team help support women who struggle with weight loss, hormone imbalances, digestive issues, chronic fatigue, and many other lingering issues that leaves women not feeling their best. She uses food as medicine, as well as herbs and supplements when needed. To support her clients. She looks at the whole body holistically, making sure women are understanding how nutrition, sleep, stress, and their environment impact their health. She creates tons of free resources on her blog, www.thrivalnutrition.com. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Lahana. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Please share with the listeners a little bit more about your personal journey of doing what you do.
1: Perfect. So you got the formal, you got the Mm -hmm. formal down. Um, So all your creds. All my creds. (laughs) um, Really, when it started, I was actually in kindergarten. um, Mm -hmm. And I always knew that, you know, I wanted to help people with their health. I loved it. So in my mind, you know, I wanted to be a doctor. So, you know, I was going through all the prereqs to become a PA. And, you know, something just changed to me when I was in college. Um, Granted, I started having kids as well around that time. But, you know, I just wasn't. I had this feeling that this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing in the sense of pill for this, pill for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And having kids, because I was 18 when I had my son, which I'll get into in a little bit. But um, Baby, you're a baby. I was a baby. (laughs) And so, but my perspective started to change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wanted to just raise, you know, good and happy and healthy kids. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like I just yearned for more like preventative um, aspect of health. And even if someone didn't feel good and they had issues, they were really interested in getting more back into like alignment with the foundation, like the nutrition and Mm -hmm. stress and sleep and exercise and all that. And I just, you know, I just loved that I fell in love with, you know, there was so much power right here on this earth. Um, And that's kind of where I am today. And, you know, why I turned to nutrition. I just fell in love with it. And my family definitely influenced that as well.
0: (laughs) Well, and as I was reading your bio, I was thinking about you know, just the whole perspective of the whole body, right? The, the whole body holistically. You know, when I think about my lens and what I talk about is is parenting and behavior and relationship and like, it's the same kind of concept. Like there's not one thing for one behavior. It's this bigger picture of what's happening under the surface and what does relationship look like? And so I just really appreciate any time we're looking at anything holistically. And I have to just tell you, My daughter, who's 16, and my listeners are probably like, oh, geez, she's already talking about her daughter again. So just bear (laughs) with me. But lately, she's gotten in, you know, of course, we parents, and you know, you're a parent. How old are your kids?
1: Eight
0: and five. Eight and five. Great. So, you know, you want them to be eating healthy and, you know, you're buying the food and talking about health. And ultimately, they decide what they put in their mouth. Mine are 13 and 16. Same is true there. And my daughter has gotten into this kick and she woke up this morning, she's been drinking tons of water. She's just, she's been juicing, which I have never been able to get her to drink my green juices. And now it's as if she's discovered, like she's invented <laughs> them, I think she feels like, but whatever, it's fine. She's eating better, she's sleeping more, going to bed earlier. And she woke up this morning and she says like, mom, you know, I looked in the mirror and I'm just, my skin is just glowing. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing what happens when we take care of our insides, what, how it manifests on our outside. So yes, 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 yes Yes to nutrition. I love that. Um, And so we're going to talk about, yes, nutrition, but in the context of stress, right? Because, and cortisol, which I think is like the normal, not normal, but like the mainstream human doesn't really have a clear understanding of what cortisol is. So, I'm really excited to talk about that and how it shows up with stress, specifically in mothers. So, what tipped your interest off in wanting to talk about, work with, write about cortisol and high stress in moms?
1: I think it stems from being a mom myself. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I have an A and five. And so I understand that struggle of stress and parenthood and just wearing so many hats. And so, Like I mentioned, I had my son when I was 18 and we had our daughter after we got married, I think 21, 22. Mm -hmm. So I was like a young mom. And so I didn't have any... Oh girl,
0: you still are a young mom. I know.
1: (laughs) I know, girl. Um, But I just... Didn't have a choice but to work. So I was working a 40-hour job Mm -hmm. to help my family with finances. Mm -hmm. And I continued going to school. So like right from high school, I never stopped school. I went straight to community college, the local university. I was always taking full-time semesters through pregnancies, infant, toddler years, everything. So I literally picked up my books at the bookstore for the next semester, three days after I gave birth. It hurt. So bad to stand in line because my vagina felt like it was just going to fall off.
0: So,
1: um I just understand what it's like having all these plates spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when I whatever I mentioned with school and work, that doesn't include like just life, like cooking, cleaning, totally. safe, sports on the weekends, maintaining a social life. So I just understand and I appreciate the moms who have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And what's a lot going on means a lot of stress.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tell me about who you work with, like through Thrival Nutrition. Do you mostly work with moms that are finding themselves in this place? Who is your typical client?
1: Yes, I do. I definitely try to really reach out to moms because I just feel like I relate to that. And Mm -hmm. I understand that versus like working with someone who's 60, which I still do, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like I connect so much more with moms. And so, um, I see postpartum moms and then, you know, just moms in general, and so usually, you know, what I see is they're coming to me and they're just like, they just don't feel good. Yeah. So some of the things that I feel like I hear all the time is, um, I'm so tired. I don't mm-hmm. have energy to do what I need to do. Um, I can't sleep, you know, I'm so hyped up. My mind's just, you know, running with like my to-do list in my head, or I can't sleep. I have insomnia. My cycle isn't regular and normal anymore. I can't lose weight so cortisol really plays an impact in this because our adrenals which is um in our body right on top of our kidneys and so this makes our stress hormone which is cortisol and so cortisol just naturally you know it's very beneficial to have but not for like a long term and so right in the morning is when our cortisol is peaked mm-hmm. and that is what helps us wakes up and gets our day going and then it slowly goes down as we as the day goes on and we come into nighttime and it goes down so we can sleep. So when I see this in moms, this is it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And so when cortisol is all over the place, everything else it's like a domino effect. Other yeah. hormones, digestion, weight gain, you name it.
0: And cortisol, isn't cortisol the fight or flight hormone? Like isn't that what gets released when we are in fight or flight? Yeah. Yes. And it is a hormone, right? Like, don't assume yeah. I know anything right now. Yes. Okay. Cortisol is the hormone. <laughs> okay, great. So and what does it do? So I, I heard what you said about what it does for the body as far as like that rhythm of the waking upon waking and moving through the day. And then, you know, the wearing down and winding down into the evening. So when there is a lot of cortisol flooding. And I do know, like I've talked about cortisol a little bit when I've worked with teachers who have kids that have been raised with trauma. We talk about attachment and we talk about how when young children are in high stress, like situations over and over and over again, when the cortisol is released, brain growth cannot occur. And so in the context of, you know, young kids and trauma and high stress, you know, we always want optimal brain growth gets compromised when cortisol is present a lot over long periods of time for like a grown woman when there is, because some stress is good. Like some stress like moves us along. You know, I know I'm the queen of Oh, now I've waited and this is due tomorrow. I mean, it's been since I was in college, talk to my roommate Amy Pergowski. She'd be like, "I do not understand how you can pull off 12-page papers in one night and still get a decent grade." I can do it. But it was that it's that was that stress of coming right up against the deadline that would put me into action. And it's not always useful. So, what are some of the ways that cortisol stops being useful for us? Like what you said when it's when it's all over the map.
1: Yes. So you're right. I mean, there's definitely benefits with cortisol. It's helpful for, you know, maintaining our blood pressure. Um, it's great for um, when we're fighting off, you know, bugs and mm-hmm. viruses, bacteria for our immune system. And it's actually anti-inflammatory as well. But oh. yes, the goal is for acute cortisol raises. So like when you exercise, your mm-hmm. cortisol goes up, that's normal. That's what you want, but it should go back down. So it's right. definitely the chronic um, when you're stressed out for a long period of time. So I see cortisol in practice. There's a couple of stages, you know, there's your normal, then the second stage, I would say like after, you know, you've been through a really stressful experience. Um, it could be anything from a death of a family member or you just have a lot going on or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, cortisol is always high. Mm -hmm. And so when it's always high, again, on a chronic level, Mm -hmm. that actually brings down your immune system. Mm. It affects hormones. So it affects our cycles, our progesterone, our estrogen. Um, that's why sometimes if you're stressed, you'll be like, my period was like a week late. And that's because you were stressed. Um, it affects our (sighs) digestion. My period is
0: never late ever. It is like freaking clockwork, but okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, it affects our digestion. So when we're in that like fight or flight, your body ain't going to want to digest no food. So then that causes like digestion issues Mm -hmm. and then you're not able to lose weight. But then the third point is like, after it's been high for so long, it will eventually fall and your body will be like, I ain't doing anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then you're just tired and you can't, and you have this love handles and you can't get rid of them. I mean, you name it.
0: So there's
1: different like phases of our cortisol. It's high all the time and then eventually it will be like, no more.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and I just appreciate anytime we're talking about connecting how we're feeling in our physical body with what we're navigating in life. I just think it's so much bigger than how we eat and how we move. Right. And I think parents, especially you know, we, we want what's best for our kids. We always want to know that we're doing enough. And sometimes that results in crazy overscheduling. And, and then this like kind of martyr, not martyr, but this, this idea that, well, I have, you know, they can't drive. I have to be the one that drives them around. I have to be this person. I'm the mom. I should be showing up this way. Of course I'm tired, but this is for my kids, you know? And I think there's that stress of, am I doing enough? And in the question of, am I doing enough? We often are actually doing too much. Everyone, by the way, everybody's going to be okay if their schedule isn't completely jam-packed. Yes. What do you find with your clients? What is causing the most stress for them? What are some themes that come to the surface?
1: I think you totally hit it in the head. Like the the schedules, the over-commitments, I feel like are the number one things I see parents stressing about. And with that, you know, comes with other factors. Like when we have a long list of commitments, we usually lose sleep because we're trying to do them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lack of sleep increases cortisol. So the lack of sleep will also throw all your other hormones off and off balance, just like our hunger hormones. Mm-hmm. So then now, like because we have like this over commitment, which I'm the same way. Like I, I understand trying to keep our kids busy um, and keeping them out of trouble, but like how I grew up, my mom was never like that. So I feel like I'm kind of bringing that into my family in the sense of like, one sport, like, at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, two kids, I mean, then that's naturally two sports and stuff. So I am kind of the same way as I try to make sure that our schedules aren't crazy. Mm -hmm. So going back to the sleep, though, because when we're stressed, and when we have all this stuff to do, and maybe we are pulling all nighters to finish something, um, we tend to crave like unhealthy quick foods when we're lacking sleep. Um, and the increase of cortisol will also increase our ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone. Mm-hmm. And that tells us like we're hungry, we need to eat. So it's not in your head. It's something physically happening in the body when you're stressed and you're lacking sleep is mm-hmm. that you're eating more. You crave the worst foods. Um, and that's just what's happening. So I think just being a parent, we can easily become overwhelmed busy. We have things to do for the kids, our families, everyone else. And I think self-care is the issue that we push it aside, especially because we're moms. We're working 24 seven. I mean, through the night when we have a sick kid, you name it. Oh yeah. So I think the second thing is the lack of self-care is Mm -hmm. another big stressor. And self-care doesn't have to be big. I mean, it could just be something taking time out to exercise and just have a good meal. That's Self care in general, and we're just not doing it anymore.
0: I find that even just, you know, we have a dog and um, nobody walks the dog but me, which is, it leads me into this resentful, like, gosh, man, we got the dog. the dog. Everyone said they were <laughs> going to walk the dog and I'm busy. But when I can just shift into, Hey, you know what? Like just this, just before this call, I was like, oh, I have 15 minutes. I'm going to walk Daisy. I'm going to feel the sun on my face. I'm going to feel the fresh spring air. Like it changed the whole experience. And I think that we miss self-care opportunities just because we aren't in the mindset of recognizing that we're having a self-care opportunity.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I think massages and spa days are really great. Yeah. (laughs) Even needed if you enjoy it. But I think, too, like the foundational self-care, like you said, like having that time, just even for like 10 minutes can really make a difference. And we tend to turn for foods, too, that provide like little, like no nourishment. So we're on the go. And I hear the excuse, you don't have time to cook or eat healthy food. Oh, Um, we'll get
0: there. We're going to get there in this conversation. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) I I think it's just we need to reorganize our priorities. Yeah.
0: Hey, everybody. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to share a little bit about joyful courage, calming the drama, and taking control of your parenting journey. As you know, if you follow me, I'm in the middle of a mega book launch, and I'm talking about it every chance I can. And it's so cool because people are getting it in the mail, and they're reading it, and they're sharing about what they think and they're sharing their feedback. So I just wanted to make sure that you heard some of it. So I'm gonna share a Amazon review from Mike P. Mike P gave my book five stars and titled his review, Practical and Relatable Tips. He says, Casey O'Rorty is amazing. Her Joyful Courage podcast keeps me grounded and sane in this journey of parenting. I was thrilled to hear about her new book and couldn't wait to read it. She did not disappoint. Her book is an easy read filled with practical tips on how to stay calm and regulated during the challenging moments of raising our kids. Thanks so much, Mike P. I so, so, so appreciate that. I've also been sharing screenshots and reposts on Instagram. Every time, somebody sends me a picture of their book in their hand i get so excited and i screenshot it and i've been sharing it in my instagram and facebook um, stories. So I want to just share with you some of the friends that have shared. Allison Tedford, thank you so much for the shout out. And my good friend, Ashley Tade, my sister Kate. Thank you so much, Lauren Russo. She got her book and was so excited to curl up in a reading chair to read it. Let's see who else. Krista Petty-Raymer shouted out my book. My good friend and fellow podcaster, Kelly Covert. Go on over to her voice to listen to her show. Nancy Haley, I love you. Thank you for sharing. Anna Seewald from the Authentic Parenting Podcast shared about the book. Thank you so much. My sister-in-law, Janae, thank you for sharing that you got the book and that you're proud of me. Denise Kastner, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so excited. Sarah McLaughlin has been all over it. Thanks, Sarah. I love it every time you respond to a post. Uh, Mom is in control podcast shared about the book my friend Christy down in Portland my friend Anna Folsom thank you Nicole McNabb so 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 honored that you all are so excited if you haven't gotten your book yet go to joyfulcourage.com book and that'll take you straight to Amazon to get your copy do it it's really good you'll like it all right I'm done interrupting can we talk about sleep for a minute yeah. So because I think this is so big, you know, and and I don't think that the outcome of not getting enough sleep like is really understood by the general public. You know, I was reading about I was I'm reading Under Pressure by Lisa Demora, which is all about the epidemic of anxiety and depression in teen girls today. And yeah. she talks about how when girls aren't getting enough sleep it can manifest and look like depression and anxiety and a lot of times girls will come into their into her office and it's one of the first questions that she asks is how much sleep they're getting and more likely than not they're not getting enough sleep so you know if you're an average mom right I mean you're in your 20s aren't you you sweet little thing okay so 20s We'll go even farther, maybe 30s, 40s. I'm in my 40s. Like what is, how much sleep should we be getting to maintain optimal health?
1: I think it's very dependent on the person because some people need a good nine to 10 hours and Mm -hmm. some people, like I need seven to eight. Okay. But ideally nothing less than seven is ideal. I mean, and I think too, the quality of your sleep is so important. And so if you don't know that, I mean, you can wear like your Apple Watch or um. Fitbits, I mean, there's so many different things. Mm-hmm. So just even tracking your sleep for a couple of nights to see, like, if you're actually going into that REM deep sleep, because that is where the rejuvenation mm-hmm. of your body happens. It's not in the light sleep. Yeah. You're going through cycles in sleep. And so knowing that as well, and there's different things that you can do if you feel like you're not going into a deep sleep, can be really, really beneficial.
0: Yeah and i think that and this is just going to lead me right into the next question cuz i think this is the story with food, this is the story with exercise, self-care, sleep. There's it's really easy to believe that there's so much out of our control. Like even as i sit here and think like, okay, 7 hours, that's not a big ask. Come on, mom's get it together. 7 hours. And then i'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, but right, i remember, i remember when my kids were real little and you know, I, I chose to co-sleep and that's what worked for our family. And I nursed through the freaking night. My kids were just on the boob and you know, like seven hours is a, can feel like a really big ask. Yes. And we, and then it's like, oh my gosh, they said seven, like I can even feel, so if you're listening right now and it's adding to your stress, hearing the words seven hours, (laughs) we can be, first of all, those early years don't last forever. You're going to be okay. Yes. And second of all, like we can get creative, right? I mean, I remember, yes, seven, a seven hour stretch really never happened for me in the first, you know, between the two kids, they're about almost three years apart. They both nursed, you know, there was tandem nursing for a little while there. That was wild. Um, (laughs) and so, you know, the seven hours all at once stretch never happened, but our bedtime, like the the amount of time that we were laying in a bed was pretty profound. I mean, by seven thirty, eight o'clock, we were in the bed. And then in the bed until, you know, six or seven the next morning. So while it wasn't a solid seven hour stretch, but it, it did happen eventually, people. Um yeah. <laughs> just recognizing that there's creative ways that we can create an environment for more rest right would you agree with that
1: yes and definitely again we're also in a society of like sleep when you're dead yeah Um,
0: yeah i think that's a millennial thing so we're gonna i'm gonna blame you guys
1: because i look (laughs) at it i'm like no sleep is a priority (laughs) yeah
0: you're dead when you're dead
1: There's no more sleep when you're dead. (laughs) So I think just putting it as a priority. And I know some people like use a little bit of time after the kids go to bed to like, you know, do some self-care, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But making sure that you're still going to bed early and not totally binging on Netflix all night, um, making sure you're going to bed at a good time. And yeah, you're in a season if you have young kids. Like I also didn't get seven hours stretch, of course we're able to bounce back, but we Mm. need to make sure that we're doing other things to kind of make up for that lack of sleep. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, yeah. And I am hearing you on the binging on Netflix, um, (laughs) because I think too, like it's easy to convince, and I think we do this in a lot of places, right. As parents, it's easy to convince ourselves, well, this is my time as if we are taking ownership of this time. But when you're sitting on the couch and you're just letting one episode of Parenthood run into another episode. I'm not speaking from experience at all right now. Um, that's really hard. Parenthood's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm actually watching it for the second time. Um, you know, like there's a, there's a place where you are no, you're on automatic pilot, right. And with a, and you're not necessarily making what's a, a choice that's best for you. And I know, like i and I've, I know, I mean, even just last night I was like, I could actually turn this off and go to bed. And then it was like, nah, I'm going to watch it till the end, you know, and then my alarm goes off at 6.15 and the eyelids are so heavy. And I just know like, darn it, that extra 45 minutes would have really benefited me today. So I try to think about my future self as often as possible. But just being, I think, in awareness of when you're chalking something up to, oh, this is me time. And when you're just kind of going through the motions of automatic pilot and you're not actually doing something that is benefiting you, which, listen, a couple shows on Netflix absolutely Mm -hmm. is self-care and beneficial. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about is when it becomes really late and we know it's getting late, but I just want to watch one more. Netflix is forever, people. You can come back to it, you know, the next day. (laughs) And I think the same is true with food, too, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the stories that we tell ourselves about food? Like Um, I like maybe like, oh, I'll just have 10 tortilla chips. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, People turn into food, too, for like emotional reasons Mm -hmm. and which is understandable. But, you know, it's just like anything breaking that habit. Yeah. Um, Because we have to look at I feel like people look at food as just like, oh, my stomach's grumbling. Like I just need to put something in it. Mm-hmm. But we really need to shift our focus. To like food is like our fuel. Mm-hmm. That is what's actually building and creating ourselves. That is what is fueling our immune system. And when we switch like our thinking about like what food actually is and what is like real food, things we can, you know, kill and grow and all that, mm-hmm. um it, cha- it it makes you realize like, oh my gosh, ninety five percent of the store technically mm-hmm. honestly is in food,
0: <laughs> yeah, which is gross. <laughs> so how do you support people in shifting and making that shift?
1: I mean, we look at their schedule and we really helps pe- help people find what works for them mm-hmm. and how we can or- incorporate these in their schedule. You know, we all have the same amount of time during the day. Mm-hmm. It's truly how we use it. So the three things we want to just nourish, we want to make sure you're rested, you're taken care of. So we help parents put some healthy meals on the table. We help them figure out what exercise works for them and what fits in their schedule. And this does not have to be something you do alone. This can be something Mm -hmm. you do as a family, killing two birds with one stone type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, We teach them, figure out, you know, what stress, what relaxes them, what is a stress reliever for them, whether it's Bible study, meditation, I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, Really taking like one day at a time Mm -hmm. and also knowing that like, As much as, and I'm a control freak, I can say this, that as much as we want to be in control, we can't be in control.
0: Yeah, that will serve Um, you. That will serve you when your kids are teenagers. I'm just giving you a heads up.
1: (laughs) Actually, I'm feeling it like (laughs) a little bit because like I have parents around me that are like... Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back. all right, they're going to the park. Okay, hold on, let me get my purse. And I'm all like, go to the park. Love yeah. you. Have yeah. fun. I mean, there's always been danger in this world. and yeah. Now we're just aware of it. Um, but you know, just, we look at their environment as well, because we want to control what we can, you right. know, food, food, our environment. We want to reduce the internal stressors that if we don't take care of these things, um, it just naturally increases cortisol. Um, And then we also utilize functional lab testing and that helps us dive down to a really personalized approach with like supplements and herbs that can help reduce this cortisol response. So like some of my favorites are like ashwagandha, holy basil, rhodiola, and these are just all adaptogenic herbs and they help our bodies adapt to stress in a better way and negate the negative effects that cortisol can have. So you
0: do assessments of your clients to figure out what it is that would support them individually. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Um, Food sensitivities. We actually look at, okay, what foods are inflaming you? And I did have a pediatric client that salmon inflamed her. Mm. And so that, you know, obviously is not that common, but I mean, everyone's so bio-individual. So we look at that. um, And I think supplements are also great too, like just different symptoms, like Headaches, or I am having trouble getting to sleep. And while we do run like comprehensive hormone panels mm-hmm. that can show me like your melatonin and stuff, um, we just help support that like natural rhythm so you can Love get it. into that rest and rejuvenation. And what's really coming up for
0: me as I listen to you, Lahana, is I think so many of us are like figuring it out as we go, right? Like we know we're right. stressed and we carry on. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get more sleep tonight and the evening rolls around and it's the same it's the same as it was the night before and the night before and so yeah. what i'm really hearing you <laughs> speak into is one getting more information about our own individual systems and yeah. also two in parenting i call it taking the balcony seat really like broadening and expanding our perspective around what is my what does my day look like where are those periods of time where I fill a bowl full of tortilla chips. And, and what is an option? What is an alternative? And how can I make that easy to grab? Like if I'm going to, this is me, this is what I do. Okay, I'm going to buy more vegetables. And so I buy more vegetables and they sit in the fridge until they are like super soft and I have to throw them away. <laughs> but when I buy the vegetables and then I get home and I make time to chop them up and wash them so that it's just a matter of sticking my hand in a bag and filling a bowl full of celery and carrots, then I don't eat the chips. It becomes easy. What becomes easy, you know, I set myself up for easy in a way that's also healthy, which requires planning, right?
1: Yes, it definitely does. Um, and too, also, which sometimes is a little harder if you have a family and everyone's kind of have different, you know, wants oh, gosh! Want yeah, need. Making the food but kills me
0: kills yes. me four o'clock um, I want to kill people
1: honestly, I've totally been there too though like I and this is what I do for work but so I go through like ebbs and flows of like I'm so excited to be in the kitchen like I'm so excited to create recipes for the blog and all that stuff mm-hmm. and the next week I'm like don't ask me to cook like survive yeah
0: <laughs> or my husband um, will be like what's for dinner and I'll look at him well I don't know you tell me you know, I
1: even yeah. do that to my kids sometimes.
0: I'm like, "You're big enough to cook. Like, what are you cooking? Gosh, mom!" They're like, "Geez, sorry." No.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so I always say, like, some things that you can, you know, start implementing is definitely. Well, look at what you're buying. If you feel like you have a weakness in a food, like chips, oh, don't I buy love them. chips. Like, oh, don't even make them like in your house because that just makes it really easy. If you feel like you're really struggling yeah. to like take yourself away from them, um, but making extras. When you're like when you are in the mood to cook Mm and you're making like um, a like a healthy, I don't know, chicken parm or something, Mm -hmm. make two more chicken breasts and then freeze away for the days that you don't want to cook.
0: Love it. Yeah. And so
1: that way you just kind of have it ready um, where all you have to do is see that um, meal planning, you know, when you can. Mm -hmm. So you you have all the ingredients, you know what you're going to cook with. And I do this for uh, clients in the beginning because I want to help them take the guesswork out. I want also them to realize like, oh, these are how my plates and my meals are supposed to be set mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, meal prepping, just like you said, chopping up your veggies, just having them ready, um, having like even whole meals done, breakfast and lunches. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like those are like the busiest days in our in our day. We're getting kids out the door for school We're at work or we're just busy during the day for lunch. Um, so just having a couple meals, just like done and set aside. So you don't have to feel like you're in the kitchen all day, every day. So that will definitely give you like, get you not excited eventually. It's me. It's Um,
0: dinner for me. I don't, by the time dinner rolls around, I'm just like, Oh gosh.
1: Yes. I do love for dinner is like having quicker proteins on hand. Tell me, Um, tell me more. Frozen, like chicken breast. And I try to get organic all the time. Mm-hmm. I am a big Nazi with co- quality. Okay, great. And there's like Me already too. cooked chicken frozen breast that you can get at like Target or wherever you live, just your basic grocery store. And like having frozen or fresh veggies on hand and just throw it all in a skillet, put some like coconut aminos or spices or mm-hmm. whatever. And like skillets are just so easy to yeah. whip up. And so I feel like the the thing that's the hardest is the proteins because they take the longest to cook whether it's chicken or steak or whatever, right. they take the longest to cook. So if you would just have them already cooked or prepared, it makes meals so easy.
0: Tell me more easy proteins. So there's frozen chicken breasts. Okay. What else? What are some other easy ones?
1: Um, there's also like good, like if you go to Whole Foods, you can mm-hmm. find way more of a good selection mm-hmm. and quality and stuff. Meatballs that are already yes. done as well. Yes. Love that. Um, Turkey burgers. I know Applegate has really clean turkey burgers that are great. Um, we do have like breakfast sausages from Applegate as Mm -hmm. well that we buy for like breakfast, but even Brenner's, um, we do that as well. Love me some Brenner. Um, hard boiled eggs, yes, especially if you have an instant pot, like five minutes can make like a dozen, like no, no excuse.
0: (laughs) Do you love the instant pot? I don't have one.
1: I do. And so I was going to say like using your instant pot and so cookers is amazing so like instant pots I love though because if you forget to pull something out which I'm notorious for doing yeah um, me too queen of that yes you can throw like frozen chicken breasts in there and they're done in like 30 minutes that is so crazy of course you know if you're trying to get like a grilled flavor it's not going to happen but it will cook (laughs) and you can mix it with just like salsa and boom yeah (laughs) does. <laughs> well, that's what I feel
0: about like the slow cooker. I feel like everything I make in the slow cooker is like mushy meat with a tomato based sauce. <laughs> my my family's like, oh, it's slow cooker night. Great. <laughs> I mean,
1: you can do like chicken and just a jar of like organic barbecue sauce and boom, like barbecue yeah. shredded chicken. Yeah.
0: Do you. So your blog has tons of recipes. I want yeah. I want everybody to know that your blog and is all And you're a mom and you're people are moms. So I'm guessing all the recipes are super easy.
1: I try to make them super easy, but I do have some fancy ones like my gluten-free whoopie pies that are freaking amazing. Like, yes, those take a little bit of work to do, but so worth it.
0: Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, Um, I already feel less stressed about dinner. So thank you.
1: Thank you for that. I would say too, if you've never tried one sheet, like one sheet meals, those are really awesome where you just like bake a one sheet, you put some meat, you put some veggies, you know, some healthy fats, avocado oil, coconut oil, seasonings. Which like just a one sheet pan. Yeah, what's I mean, your I favorite? just love doing that with like chicken, um, some Brussels, asparagus, some olive oil, garlic, balsamic for the chicken. Mm-hmm. Easy, like easy stuff.
0: You just throw it all. So the chicken has the chicken had been soaking in balsamic or is it no. you just put it on it, sprinkle yeah, it, sometimes. put the whole thing sometimes. in a bag. Like what? What does that look like? Yeah.
1: So I just take fresh chicken breast. Put on put on like, you know, the sheet pan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love using more of a balsamic glaze because that's a little bit easier. It just doesn't like roll off okay. the chicken. I'm seasoning it and then put around the chicken, just mm-hmm. some veggies, cut up veggies, peppers, asparagus, broccoli, whatever you name it. Um, and then doing some avocado oil on it. Some Honestly, salt, pepper, garlic powder or my jam. Just make it yeah. really easy awesome. and just bake it at like 375 until like the chicken's done. Which takes like
0: 35 minutes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about,
0: about I'm always super time. paranoid of the chicken. <laughs> I'm always I, I stare at the chicken like is it pink? I don't think it's pink. I think it's good. <laughs> Use the thermometer. <laughs> I know, I know that would be so easy, but even the thermometer I'm like is it still moving? Has it stopped moving? <laughs> <laughs> like I cannot get my shit together around that. Anyway, <laughs> super useful, Lahana. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to do more exploring of your website. Are there any other tidbits, especially around, and and we didn't even really, I, I do want to say again to the listeners, like what I'm hearing you talk about, Lahana, which I think I talk about just from a different angle when we talk about parenting versus like feeding and taking care of ourselves is there is a lot of perception that we have around things are out of control. I have no time and I'm stuck with how life is right now. And I just really, 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 really want all of you listeners to see that none of that is true. It's just a story that you're telling yourself. And, you know, so much has been shared just in the last, you know, 35 minutes around small things that you can do. But ultimately it's going to, it requires personal responsibility. So it requires you and me and everyone to say, okay, yes, I am going to take an hour this weekend and map out some meals. And then I'm going to go to the store and actually buy the ingredients. Like the personal responsibility is there. Change isn't going to happen just because you want it to happen, but it will happen when we step into action. So, I wanted to just give that little pep talk to everybody. But are there any other tidbits that you want to share with listeners before we wrap this up, Lahana?
1: Um, yeah. So, you know, getting your hormones tested if you really feel like your stress is out of hand or okay. symptoms are becoming a bother, you just feel something's off, get them tested.
0: And you just go to your general doctor and you just or your or your naturopath or whoever and you say, "I need a hormone test."
1: I actually order um, a comprehensive hormone test that I work with people all over the U.S. So, oh, cool. so they uh, can if just... you're not Austin. Austin,
0: awesome. yeah. uh, they can so, just talk to you.
1: Yes. So if you really just feel like because I'm there to support you, it's like the food, the supplements, the herbs, all that. So we do all that. Um, just don't ever guess what's going on because, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you start spending lots of money on supplements. You don't even know it's going to help and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Um, giving yourself some grace you know, we've all been there. We try our best. We just, we know better. We do better. Yeah. Um, we just got, you know, take one day at a time with everything, you know, not getting overwhelmed and with stress, like reducing it, it doesn't have to be super fancy. The mm-hmm. best rule of thumb is to do something you love, love hiking, go hike. If you love riding your bike, go do it. If you mm-hmm. want a scrapbook, sure. Love to read a book, whatever, make it happen. Um, because I would say you do not, not have time to make it happen. Because stress is totally one of those things that can catch up to you Mm -hmm. um, and it can crash your health, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally. So making sure that you're putting yourself as a priority. So your cup is full so you can pour into other people.
0: Yes. And my final question that everybody, every guest gets to answer is what does, I know it's exciting. There's no right answer here. Um, What does joyful courage mean to you?
1: So I think just, you know, as my life as a mom, a business owner, a wife. I think it just means to like really live life to the fullest, Mm -hmm. you know, having no fear and just being filled with joy with everything that you do, no matter what season, no matter what time in your life, because it's meant to be and it's building me up to become the person, you know, God created me to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of going through life with that mantra.
0: Mm, Love it. So let the listeners know where they can find you and follow your work.
1: Yeah. So I'm hanging around Instagram and Facebook all the time, Um, especially Instagram stories. So you can find me at Thrival Nutrition, so Mm T-H-R-I-V-A-L, Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then um, my website, www.thrivalnutrition.com, along with my podcast, Thrival Nutrition Podcast, if you want to keep learning about nutrition and integrative medicine and all that fun
0: stuff. Awesome. I will be listening. Thank you so much. And Thrival Nutrition, that's where you are on Instagram and on Facebook. They can just yeah that up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and spending time with me. This was awesome. Yes. Thank you for having me. Joyful Courage community, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Pod Shaper. Be sure to join the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business pages on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Also, I mentioned patreon at the beginning of the show check it out www.patreon.com joyful courage this is where you can contribute to the show and take advantage of patron perks like content rich monthly webinars and deeper discussions about what's being shared on the podcast you will like it www.patreon.com slash joyful courage. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way, so reach out. You can also sign up for my bi weekly newsletter at joyfulcourage.com. Just go to the website, sign up for that. Take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everyone is gonna be okay. Big love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day.